I can't hear you. I don't know how this keeps getting changed. But happy Sunday. Welcome back into another edition of Prime Sports World. 
I'm, of course, your host, David on point. Up and right there is my co-host, Mr. TJ Hopkins. And on today's episode, we'll be breaking down week number five of the XFL and give our predictions for week number six. Uh, and before we get into anything show-related, I first want to give a big shout-out to my mother. It is her birthday today. Uh, I got to just sing her happy birthday in a video chat earlier, you know, watch her open her presents and stuff. So that was nice. Uh, she lives uh, like three hours away from me, so I didn't get to see her on her birthday. But I'm going to see her in a couple weeks. So, um, But yeah, happy birthday to my mom. Um, if it wasn't for my mother, I would not be here. So Happy birthday, Mom. Yeah, happy birthday to my mom. Uh, also, TJ, I don't know if you noticed, but I got a haircut and I trimmed basically all of my beard. I see. Yeah. I was, uh, it's finally nice here in Fort Wayne, or sort of nice, you know, I'm like, you know what? It's time to, it's time to, time to, trying to, trying to clean up a little bit. I was looking a little homeless there. <laughs> of course. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about the XFL. Uh, week number five, uh, there is only one team remaining that is undefeated. Uh, that is the D.C. Defenders. Uh, what do you think about the quality of play this particular week? And then we'll get into each individual matchup. Uh, quality of play has gotten better, uh, as was expected, as was, if I'm the XFL, hoping, because no one wants to no one wants to watch a bad product. And week by week, it's gotten better, which is all you can hope for. And I think the bigger – I think the biggest sign of – what you call it, um, gameplay improving is that attendance, excuse me, attendance has gone up in certain places. Um, I, I think the, I think Vegas probably might, I think Vegas and Orlando probably have the lowest attendance rates. Yeah, but that's, I, think, I think Orlando, Vegas only had like 6,000 fans in their stadium this past week, uh, but that stadium doesn't hold a lot of people. So that might right, be like near max compacts. So. Yeah, I, and again, like they play in a baseball stadium, moonlighting as a football stadium, and Orlando, they just they just aren't winning. We'll get into their game against Vegas. They they, they did play better this week. They were at least somewhat yeah. competitive. Uh, we'll get into their game obviously when we get into it. Uh, I have another gripe with ESPN. Um, Put the stats like I know. So I know I complained about the box score, and eventually we got box scores for every single game now. But why don't we have season stats? Like, why can't I just look at the season stats on your guys's XFL page on ESPN? I mean, if you're gonna have this page, either have it with all of the features it's supposed to have, or don't have it. Again, it's a it's a work in progress. Uh, this is <laughs> like, why don't you just take the whatever coding you had with your NFL website, the HTML, whatever the code is? It's not that hard. Apparently it is because they haven't gotten it. So yeah. I mean, I gotta go to other websites to see the Benanucci leading passer in the XFL right now with 1,300 yards, uh, probably the best quarterback in the league. Uh, but let's talk about each individual matchup as the Roughnecks have dropped from the ranks of the undefeated. Uh, they lose to the Seattle Sea Dragons in Seattle, uh, 21 to 14. Uh, Roughnecks Brandon Silver. Uh, one of his up and down games here, 25, 47, 227 yards, mm -hmm. touchdown, and a pick. Uh, they just don't really run the ball effectively. I mean, they had 13 carries, 52 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Justin Smith, leading receiver with three catches for 63 yards. And then Ben DiNucci, uh, former Dallas Cowboy, threw three picks in this game. Still, CLCA was able to pull out the victory. Uh, 17 of 32, one touchdown, three interceptions. Uh, he also led the team in rushing, uh, also with the rushing touchdown. And uh, Darius Bradwell had a touchdown as well on the ground. 
Uh, Jakar Pearson, a good wide receiver, five catches for 82 yards. Damien Willis had the receiving touchdown. As Josh Gordon only had two catches in this game. Yeah, they, uh, they took him out. Of, yeah, they took him out of the game. Um, this was basically a um, a student trying to beat the teacher moment because the um, I think the offensive coordinator for Houston was a former protege of the uh, the head coach of the Seattle Sea Dragons. So basically, they were basically running somewhat similar stuff that Seattle sees all day in practice and basically had, like, so I watched the game. Everybody's like, because everybody was like, how do we beat Houston? How do we figure this team out? And I would say Seattle gave the, blue, the blueprint, but I would hold off on that because I think Houston plays D.C. next week. Correct. Not- and so we'll see if the blueprint is out when they go up against DC. Yeah, that's the game's on Monday Night Football, actually. All right. But yeah, this uh, for Seattle to not have Josh Gordon be effective, considering what he did again in that comeback against Vegas. Yep. Like that's huge. Like, and that's kind of what I've been asking for from Seattle from jump and i think this is also their third win in a row they won three in a row now so they're right back in this thing with just under halfway to or we're starting at, we're at the halfway mark now like each team doesn't even have their own individual page on espn <laughs> you are still on that okay <laughs> oh, no, i was just trying to figure out how many how many how many games they won in a row and I, I, they don't even have like their own page that you could click on like it's <laughs> it's bad design. Like it's just bad. Like, give I, give, I, 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 give I, I it time. Go, I, I gotta Jesus. go to another. I gotta go to another website. Can you uh, just and, give your analysis about the game? Can can we do that for uh, right now? Yeah, can hold we? on. Uh, they have won three games in a row. You are correct. Uh, but yeah, the Roughnecks kind of showed a little bit of chinks in the armor here. Uh, their offense wasn't as effective. They didn't score a single point until the fourth quarter. Uh, at that, that that point, the game was essentially over. Uh, I know I was kind of watching this on my my phone a little bit um, mm-hmm. um, because I obviously something else. I, I you know I, I probably wouldn't have had a game on Thursday night um, given the start of the NCAA tournament. But um, yeah, the Sea the Sea Dragons basically won this game from wire to wire. They were the better team, uh, even though Ben DiNucci did throw three picks. And if you're going to want to really compete in this league, especially as a team like DC, you can't turn the football over three times. You're going to lose that game. No. But they didn't, so here we are. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Uh, moving on to the second matchup of the week, uh, we have the D.C. Defenders remain undefeated as they went into St. Louis, a place that I didn't think many teams would win at. Uh, they beat the St. Louis Battlehawks. Attendance was down uh, from the from their home opener to this game. Uh, about 3,000 fans less in the stadium. Uh, D.C. Defenders 28-20 over the Battlehawks. Uh, their two-headed monster quarterback continues to be effective. Uh, Jordan Tiamo, 12 of 18, 90 yards. Uh, Abram Smith, three rushing touchdowns mm-hmm. this game. Derek King also had one on the ground. Lucky Jackson, what a fantastic name that is. Lead receiver for the D.C. Defenders, uh, 5 of 54. And then on the St. Louis side of this, A.J. McCarron, 22 of 34, 236, a touchdown, two touchdowns, and a pick. Brian Hill, leading rusher. Uh, Stephen Michael Mitchell and George Campbell all had receiving touchdowns as Basically, St. Louis uh, had two turnovers in this game, and the defenders won this game. 
on the road, twenty-eight to twenty. Yeah, they uh, Seattle had a, a last last gas chance to uh, to win it, and AJ McCarron threw a game ceiling pick with like a minute minute and some change left. That was all she wrote. Uh, I think DC has. No, DC has one guy. He leads the league in interceptions. I think Houston has two right behind him. Uh, yeah, I watched this one too. Like, this was a physical game. This was a chippy game. This is also the second time these teams have played each other in two weeks. All right, St. Louis went to DC. That game was chippy. DC goes uh, to St. Louis. Eugene Harris actually leads the league in interceptions with five. Uh, Michael Joseph, defensive back for the Guardians, is second with four. four. Sean Davis uh, also plays for the Roughnecks, has three. He's got okay. two touchdowns so at the defensive back position too. Uh, Michael Joseph does. Yes, this this was a this was a very physical chippy game. This is also St. Louis. I think they got in their heads a little bit because they were super undisciplined. They they had ten they had ten penalties in the first half. And they they had ten penalties in the first half. Well, they cleaned it up in the second half because they didn't have a second. They didn't have another penalty for the rest of the game, and they did they did win time of possession by over five eight minutes. Um, they they. Really, this is a pretty tight game. The real only difference is that St. Louis turned it all over twice, and yeah. D.C. didn't turn it over. Didn't. And uh, the running back for D.C., he had a, he had like a 62-yard run where he just got skinny. He got skinny. Like, he hit the gap, got skinny, ran between two of his linemen, and was gone. I'm like, oh, my yeah, yeah, God. He had a 70-yard touchdown run. Um, yeah, he he ran he ran for 218 yards. That might be the best rushing game anybody's had in the XFL. Um, yeah, either he, this yeah. or this season, or when they brought it back two years ago. Yeah, the one I'm talking about, he yeah was the first one, the 62 yard. Yeah, he got little. He got little, and and, and like he was gone. I didn't know he had the 70 because I think I had. I think I ended up falling asleep. Like I crashed hard. <laughs> but yeah, but they, when had I went, a, they, they they had a 70 yard. He had a 70 yard touchdown in this game as well to go along with a. Long run as well, and that, that kind of like that made it twenty to six, and it was just at that point it's we kind of seen like like in the XFL because of the conversion, um, the conversion uh thing, you're never really out of a game. No, I I think we saw that a lot in the Guardian game, uh, the one we're talking about here in a minute. Like that game, that game was essentially like over and that because of the rules and the way the three point like all those rules you can you can come back and get, make things interesting you sure can <laughs> yeah, like, yeah yeah like because of that like you're never really out of it yeah i think if you st louis i mean they're yeah super undisciplined at the beginning of 10 penalties you can't win a game if you're just that over. just that game like just that game like, i've i this is the most undisciplined i've seen them this season I mean, like, if, you want, if you want to win games in the xfl you can't turn it over twice. You can't. You can't commit ten penalties for fifty-nine yards. You just can't. And a lot of it, a, a, a lot of the, uh, they had a few unsportsmanlike. You are, you are, you already know how it is. Like they never catch the first guy. They always catch the guy reacting. And it's like, ah, like that's like that's the frustrating part. It's like you're like, are you like are you really watching? Because if you're watching, you would have saw that he started it, and I'm just responding to that. And I understand. Uh, like, also, they allowed over seven yards per carry in this game. That, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, a, yeah. That, you're not going to no. get that done either. So, 
Um, but yeah, St. Louis, you get to battle another day. They're still in the hunt for the division uh, as they are uh, still. So they're tied with the CLC Dragons actually for second in their own division. Um, only the top two teams will go to the playoffs. So we'll see how that ends mm-hmm. up shaking out. And speaking of the speaking of the Guardians and the Vipers, again we kind of talked, just touched on briefly. Um, Orlando goes into Vegas and they they fall 35-32. But this is the best the Orlando Guardians have looked on offense. Uh, their defense looks not good. Look looked terrible at all. <laughs> but their We're offense looked, but their it's... offense looked like it was clicking on some cylinders there. Uh, Quentin Normandy came in and replaced Paxton Lynch and was super effective. Uh, 22 of 25, 256 yards and two touchdowns. I wonder if this is a lot has to do with people don't have a lot of tape on Quentin Normandy. I, I, I don't have a. I, I, I'm being playing around. I don't have a. I don't have a clue who he is. I don't know. Uh, I don't know where he. I don't know where he went to school. Okay. I didn't even realize. He, I didn't even realize he was on this team. Okay. Um, I think I'm. I'm kind of upset it's taking this long because it's it's your 0 and 5. I think you're you're done. I think you're out of it. I don't see them winning five straight. To even make well, things interesting, they they so they oh yeah they would so they would only have to win three straight and the Arlington those other two teams in this division are not good so they they they, they if they pull it together they could still do some stuff here. Um, I, so I think they're gonna have, they they seriously got to have that conversation. Um, you've had two instances where um, the offense has looked better. Under every quarterback not named Paxton Lynch, Quinn Flowers has led drives that have resulted in touchdowns. Dormady almost won you a game. Yep. I literally saw a game where they tried the two-quarterback thing with Paxton Lynch and Quinn Flowers, and the offense stalled under Paxton Lynch, and Flowers led them on two drives, which resulted in points, a touchdown and a field goal, and then you re- and then you go back to – Paxton Lynch, and it's like the engine starts sputtering again. You have this game at Dormady, 22-25, 256 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what more needs to be said. I don't know what needs to be what more needs to be seen. At this point, in my opinion, you have nothing to lose. Start a game with this kid or start a game with Flowers just to see what happens. I, I think I, I think I, I think Dormady is going to be the starter, like going forward. Like he was good in this game, 22, 25, 256 touchdowns. Uh, they also got some help on the running game, um, three touchdowns in this game. Cody Latimer uh, had a touchdown in this game. And Lewis Perez played his best game as a XFL player, uh, 20, mm-hmm. 28, three touchdowns, no picks. Rod Smith also punched in two on the ground. Jeff Batted, two touchdowns in the air, along Vegas, with uh, Sean Price. Vegas is another team where they. Three, we've seen three quarterbacks. I, 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 we, they started with Luis Perez. They went to, I forgot his name, and then they went to Brett Huntley. Brett Huntley got a start. I think Brett Huntley's hurt right now, yep. which is why he, which is why he didn't get this start. And then they, you go back to Luis Perez. Um, the one thing they can say, at least whoever they have out there playing quarterback, whether it's Perez or Huntley, they're going to get a good product. Vegas is. Yeah, I mean they, they've they've had a lead at halftime in three of the four games that they've lost. They could easily yes. be four. They could easily they could be easily four, four and one. Yeah. Easily, if they, if the football spins a little bit differently for them. Um, they could easily be a four and one team. Talking about ahead of the division, um, but that's just not the way it goes sometimes. Um, and there and there were some real head scratching coaching decisions in this game by uh, Rob Woodson, uh, yeah. right? Rob Rob Woodson. Yeah. 
Like there were, some there were some coaching decisions at the, the end of this game that were just baffling. Like I don't understand what he was like, what was happening, what was going on. Like they're throwing it, like they're trying to burn the clock, and they're throwing it for trying to pick up first downs and giving time for the Orlando Guardians to at least make this somewhat interesting. The only yeah. and then and then, and then you know, Orlando Guardians, you know, they get the football back and they basically implode on themselves. Uh, they get a sack immediately, and then they get two false starts back to back with a running clock, and that's just it. <laughs> the, game, the game was just over. I think, but I think the bigger con, the bigger um, thing in this one is both of these teams were zero four, right? Both of these teams were zero yeah. four. Uh, somebody's O had to go. Somebody's O did go, and it was a like it was a surprisingly good game by two bad teams. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think this is the highest scoring game uh, the XFL has had, had this season. But both of these defenses were abysmal in the second half of this game, like literally abysmal. Right. <laughs> like it was like, hey, and how often do we see that though? Like, right, like. At any professional level, you got two, you take two terrible teams, right? And then all of a sudden, it's like one of the best games you've ever seen. I mean, that, 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 that happens a lot, actually, because they, they got nothing to lose. We're, we stink, you stink. Let's just go out there and go balls to the walls, man. <laughs> but it also makes you wonder it's like, what's keeping you from playing like this all the time? Like, Guardians. You put up 32 points. That's the most like you probably scored 32 points combined I, I, going I, I, into I this know, game. I know, but they they've played some really tough defenses, and this has been arguably the worst defense they've played. Like they've had a game against the Roughnecks. They've had a game against the yes, DC the Defenders. Brahm I think the, I, the I think they, yeah the Brahmas. So yeah, like they've gone up against some stout defenses. They just haven't it hasn't worked out for them. Um, speaking of a stout defensive matchup, uh, the final game. On Sunday, Arlington Renegades going into San Antonio, taking on the Brahmas, coming out with the victory, twelve to ten. Kyle Slaughter, uh, very ineffective in this game, fourteen to twenty six, one hundred forty eight yards and a pick. Um, that pick was yeah. terrible. I'm sorry, that interception he threw was just—it was god awful. I don't know what he saw. I don't know, like I—I I saw it. I was just like. I said, like, I'm, I'm watching it, and, like, he has all day in the pocket, and he steps up in the pocket, and I'm like, get rid of it. Do something. And then he just blatantly threw it right to a San Antonio player. He, like, he didn't have to move or anything. He just, like, he just stood there, and the ball came to him. Like uh, All other stats, Devon Smith, uh, 19 carries and 44 yards and a touchdown. Um, uh, Brandon, uh, man, Arcanado? Arcanado? Arcanado. Arcanado, thank you. Three catches for 40 yards. Uh, on the Brahma side, this team kind of imploded at the quarterback position. Uh, Reed Sennett set the start, 13 of 30, 13 of 19, 97 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Jack Cohen came in and was not any better, seven for 15 and two interceptions. Uh, Jack has Patrick came in, nine, six carries for 26 yards. Killing Belias, reading receiver for this team. And TJ Vasher, uh, I actually think he is related to old bear Nathan Vasher. He I'm is. Not just, I'm not just saying that. Like, no, I am yeah, he so, is. I looked it up. He is. He, he's got a touchdown uh, in this game. As this was a woeful offensive performance by really both teams. Um, one team had to win. San Antonio turned over all three times, and so they did not get the victory. Um, and Arlington also dominated time possession by almost ten minutes. Yeah, uh, Heinz Ward is literally. I, I I understand what he's trying to do, but without good quarterback play, it's kind of hard to do it. 
this team is literally trying like he's literally trying to recreate the Pittsburgh Steelers like in the XFL. The Brahmas, they are hard-nosed. They play tough defense. They are one of the toughest teams in this league, defensively at, at least. Like It's one of those – like they are, I think they're going to be the team where it's like, damn, you going to know we played them. Like you gonna like you gonna know you played us because you like you gonna be hurting for the next couple of days. You gonna need the ice baths. You gonna need the uh. You gonna need the heating pads. You gonna need it all when you play the San Antonio Browns. I'm like it's they are that type of physical. How again? It's just hard when your quarterback play sucks. Yeah, they're uh, they have the lowest <laughs> first down completion or percentage in the in the XFL. Uh, they have the least amount of touchdowns in the XFL, and they have the second most interceptions in the XFL. And they have the least second least amount of yards, only to the Renegades, the team that just beat them. Um, Sucks. Yeah, like their yeah. offense, their offense, their offense is trash. I don't know what else to say. Uh, none of the quarterbacks that they've rolled out have been effective at all. Um, but we've only seen the two. We've only seen Jack Home, and we've only and. Senate. We've only seen those two, and they another one. They're they've been in some games like that. That one, that first game of the season against um against St. Louis, Jack Home played good enough to win it. That was just St. Louis. They they did what the league was designed to do. They get a touchdown. They get a three point conversion. Then they convert the fourth and fifteen. And then they score again, and they win the game. And then they get a sack on you to end the game. Like they, they, they realistically, San Antonio should probably have two or three wins, yeah, as opposed to the, only the one they have as right opposed, now. As, as opposed to only the one they have right now, yeah. Yeah, I mean they lose three points to St. Louis. Uh, they got beat down a little bit by. They beat the Guardians pretty good. Uh, they got beat by the Houston uh, Roughnecks. Uh, they got beat pretty close game by the Seattle Sea Dragons, and then obviously this game. Um, they lose by two points to the Arlington, and they play them again yeah. next week. This game in Arlington, <laughs> um, but yeah, this, when your offense is this inept, like you're just gonna have a hard time. No matter how good your defense is, uh, just mm-hmm. not gonna be able. To, you're not gonna be able to win a lot of games if your offense isn't good enough. And I think they're gonna be looking for a quarterback in the off season or even before the off season because whatever they're doing right now is not. I think that's. Be. I think that's what's the most curious aspect of the XFL, like how the how their off season is gonna work. Like how is how was your draft process gonna work? Are you gonna well, hold a call? I, I, I did see that one of the one of the quarterbacks are uh, Carson Strong. Did he sign with somebody? The former quarterback from Nevada? Yeah. No, I didn't see I, I didn't I didn't hear that. Did he sign with somebody? I could have sworn I saw that he signed with the XFL, someone in the XFL. But maybe yeah. not, maybe not. Hmm? Well, let's but, look at it. I, I don't I don't think so. I don't see it on his Wikipedia page. Oh, he's uh, I, I, I oh he's wrong. in the he's, he's in, in the, the other league. league. He's, he's in the, the USFL. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. yeah, he's with the Michigan Panthers. But I, I would like I wouldn't I, I don't I don't think it's crazy to think that people like quarterbacks are like fringe draft prospects, right? Like Go I can't there. think of anybody. I, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head right now. But it, like before you enter the like before you're the like the draft is starts, go in the XFL, play a couple of games in the XFL, showcase against pros because you could still get drafted. Even after you go and play in the XFL, I'm pretty sure. I will look. I'm not gonna say you're right or wrong because I don't know either. Um, I, I'm like 99 sure. If that's that you, if if you're a draft prospect, you can play in the XFL and still get drafted. Well, we saw what's his name for the um, 
for the Cowboys, Kevontae Turpin. He was in the USFL. He didn't get yeah. drafted, but he signed. So yeah, they signed him. But I'm talking about him. players that are eligible for draft. I, you can go to the XFL, play in the XFL, and still get drafted. I'm like 99% sure. Uh, I'll have to look it up to verify for sure. Um, but I feel pretty confident about that. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, Renegades 12, Brahma's 10. Let's talk about game balls. TJ, who gets your week five game ball? I think I'm gonna give it to the the, the Sea Dragons as a team. I'm gonna let you have the running back, uh, the Sea Dragons, the Sea Dragons as a team because it looked for a minute there that Houston was unbeatable. They looked head and shoulders above literally everyone else, and then you go up to Seattle's, your offense struggles, you turn the ball over, which is like you don't do that. We haven't seen you do any of that. Like, we haven't seen your quarterback get sacked a lot. We haven't seen you getting taken completely out of your game plan. So, yeah, my game ball goes to the Seattle Sea Dragons offense and defense and coaching staff because they did a hell of a job. Uh, I got two, actually. I'm going to, you know, I'm obviously taking the running back out of D- from D.C., uh, Abraham Smith, 23 carries, 218 yards, 9.5 yards a carry, three touchdowns on the ground. But I also wanted to give a shout-out to Luis Perez, um, and these Vegas Vipers, you know, get that first win as a franchise. Um, Lewis Perez had an outstanding game, his best game as a pro by far. Uh, 20 of 28, 269, three touchdowns. Both those guys deserve my game ball for this week. And uh, since you got to, I think I could come up with a second. I'm gonna give it to Dormady from Orlando for like just going out there and be like, hey, at this point, what do you have to lose? Yeah. Like, yeah. what? 22 or 25, man, like 265. You know know where he went to college? No, where'd he go? So he played in three different schools. He played for the Tennessee. He didn't play for the Tennessee Volunteers. Then he had a seasoning and injury in 2017. Then he transferred to Houston. And then as a grad assistant, he was a Chippewa of Central Michigan. He went to Central Michigan. Okay. (laughs) In the Mac, baby. Let's go. Uh, but yeah, let's roll the dice. Moving on to week number six, uh, we got a Saturday game, we got a Saturday night game, we got a Sunday afternoon game, and we got a Monday night football game. This particular week, uh, I'm really excited about that Monday night game. Like just the li- the, the matchup that it is, and just can't wait to see it. Uh, let's so wait, talk about Saturday. Two games on. Okay, yeah, two games on. It's, it's usually one of these. One of the weekend days have has two. Two games, I think. It, yeah, so, yeah, so, Saturday, so Saturday, Saturday has got a one p.m. kickoff. That game's actually on ABC, like legit ABC. Um, okay. Uh, the Seattle Sea Dragons go into Orlando and take on the zero and five Guardians. DJ, who comes out victorious this this game? This is the first one I think game I think on ABC. Uh, I'm going. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to Seattle. Uh, I think Orlando. Can Orlando pull out the quote unquote upset? Yeah. They just have to build on the momentum that they have that they have from the last game. I understand you don't want moral victories, right? Like you lost, but we looked amazing and a couple players go our way, we win. Like I understand, like no one wants to be in that business, right? No one wants to be in the moral moral victory business, but at some point that's all you got. That's yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, I'm sweeping that too. I'm also taking the Sea Dragons. Uh, I think the Orlando Orlando figure out what they're doing at quarterback. I can't pick them to win a game. Um, so I got the I got the Sea Dragons coming out victorious. Moving on to Saturday night football, we got the three and two Battlehawks 
going into Las Vegas, taking on the Vipers, uh, one and four. I'm actually going to go with a slight upset here. I'm actually going to take the Vipers to keep that oh, momentum going. I like uh, it. From week five into week six, I have them beating the Battle Hawks. This game is in Las Vegas. Give me the Vipers. I like it. Uh, I'm 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 not sharing the same optimism. I'm definitely <laughs> going. <laughs> I'm definitely going with St. Louis. Uh, I think that again they let they let the heat heat of the moment get to them. They were super. I don't expect them to commit ten first half penalties. I, I also don't expect them to turn the ball over three times either. So yeah, uh, this game, I, I I expect this game to be close. So we'll see. It could it could go either way. But uh, yeah, I'm going to St. Louis. You, you can have Vegas. I'm going to St. Louis. I'll have it. I'm, also, I, I know I, could, I complained about this on the last episode, but I, I don't necessarily need to hear the commentators talk about the gambling stuff like every possession. Like I just don't. I don't, I don't know if you're in the same boat as me, but I, I, I don't care about the over under. I don't care about like what well, the spread you, is. You don't care about it because you don't do it. Yeah, it's true. I mean, but they shouldn't be they shouldn't be encouraging gambling. It just feels like that. I don't think they're encouraging gambling. Of course Everybody, of course they are. Of course they are. Bro, you can bet <laughs> you can bet on the world baseball. Class. I, I I know. I just I, I people people struggle with gambling for real, and like they're just I, I don't know. It just bothers me, and I I probably in the minority. I complain about this stuff all the time. This is like probably I'm just like a minority in this. That's right. why they keep which is why they keep doing it. All right, soapbox, get off my car. <laughs> Oh. Uh, move, moving on to Sunday afternoon. This game kicks off at three o'clock. I also think this one's on ABC, legit ABC. We got a oh rematch a game we just saw the week before. We got the Brahmas going into Arlington, taking on the Renegades. Who do you got winning this game, TJ? <sighs> I, I'm going. I'm going with San Antonio. I think they can go in and fix the kinks a little again like you are up 10 to 6 in this game they didn't score uh arlington did they like they didn't score until like yeah, it wasn't what? until like the end like the last like drive potentially i think it was like the last drive like, yeah they they, they so scored pretty damn close to the end for, yeah they, like they didn't score until super late in the ball game so if you're san, if you're san antonio you just go in look at all right where do we go wrong what can we fix and fix it? I don't know who gets to start in this one. I really don't. Um, I was surprised that – wait, did Senate get the start or Jack Cohn got the start? Who got the start? It looks like Reed Senate got the start, but I don't – I don't – I don't – I'm not 100% sure. Hmm. Yeah, I figure that out, and then I think you'll win. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't trust the quarterback play of the Brahmas. I can't. Pick them in good faith. I, um, take, it's not like it. Kyle Flatter is any better. Uh, I, I know, I know, but I, I just think the Renegades. I think the Renegades are going to win the game. I just, sure. I'm not really basing it off anything. I just don't trust the quarterbacks of San Antonio even less than I do the quarterbacks of the Renegades. Even the kid from Ball State, if they decide to roll him back out, <laughs> I just, I don't think that's going to work out. Um, yeah, give me the Renegades. And then finally, Monday Night Football on ESPN two. We got the Houston Roughnecks at four one. Going into DC and the Beer Snake taking on the DC Defenders at prime time, 7 p.m. kickoff. Um, TJ, all right, Houston, you got a little, you got a little bit of adversity. How do you handle coming off your first loss? How do you handle where you feel like you quote unquote got slighted according to what's his name? Um, 
Is it Wade Phillips? Is he the coach? Yeah. He is he is the head coach of that team. Like he felt like uh on the last play of the not 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 their last play. Yeah, their last play of the game. They're like they're 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 trying to win a game. They felt like their left tackle got a hands to the face call. Like uh he got a hands to the face and he challenged it. And Dean Blandino let the people know that yet yeah, no, that was not a hand hands to the face. And Wade Phillips is like, oh, of course it wasn't. And I'm like, dude, like I don't know what you saw, but it it wasn't hands to the face. Like it really wasn't because he ended up getting stripped. The quarterback got stripped and they recovered it, and that was game. You, your guy didn't well, get. A hands- I mean, if you're if, if you're Wade Phillips, I mean that's kind of your. You have to. It's like a home run throw, hail mary. Like either I'm gonna get this challenge, or we're gonna lose the game, anyways. And but I I understand that part I understand, but to act like it was just, oh yeah yeah of course they're not gonna call that yeah of course it was <laughs> like no dude like I don't know what you saw, for it to be like, yeah that's I'm challenging the the non hands to the face call which is an aspect I like of the XFL because you can challenge I love that too you can challenge basically anything and I like the transparency of the league officials like the league officers be like yeah that's not that yes it is that no it's not that yes like yeah so dean blandino's like yeah that's not hands to the face it wasn't so i like, how, how do you go into this now how do you bounce back coming off of your first loss i think they get their second loss in the row that's just me uh i'm going with dc I will respectfully disagree with you. I'm taking the Roughnecks. Uh, I think this will be the defense that finally figure out, figures out this offense in D.C. Um, because their quarterback play in D.C. hasn't been excellent. Uh, it's just been okay, good enough to win games um, because they've run the ball so well and their defense has played so well. Uh, but I think the Roughnecks are going to figure out, because they have a good defense themselves as well, uh, I think they'll figure out this two-headed, two-headed monster attack and quarterback. I think they'll figure out the running game. And I think they'll limit what D.C. does well. I'm taking the Roughnecks to win the game. You can have it. Man, we just disagreed on three of the four games here. Like, I don't think that's <laughs> happened since we started doing XFL stuff. So, uh, but yeah, that's been our uh, week five recap, week six predictions. Uh, hopefully, you guys all enjoyed. Please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, I'm David Huffman right there. It's my co-host, Mr. TJ Hopkins. And one more time, happy birthday, mom! I hope you had a great day, um, man. I, so, I don't. I haven't been to the, the doctor in like ten years, right? And so I decided I was going to go see a doctor because I just wanted to make sure I was like healthy and stuff, right? You know, no, I'm 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 pretty healthy. I'm like you know I'm not unhealthy, but uh, I I lost three hours of my life at that doctor's office. (laughs) Three hours. Did you have Did you have an appointment? Yeah, yeah, I had my appointment was at five fifty, okay, Eastern Standard Time. (laughs) I did not see a doctor until seven fifty Eastern Standard Time. I did not leave the doctor's office. Until eight ten, I saw a doctor for twenty minutes, and I waited three hours at the doctor's office to see this guy. The American healthcare system. <laughs> like, why even have appointments if, I'm, if you're not going to see me two hours two hours later? It's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, uh, I was. Uh, I, I would have raised mail. Like, this I, is the yeah. other thing. So this is the other thing. They make you pay before the appointment. So I already paid for the appointment. So I was like, I kind of want to go home, but I already paid for it. Yeah, I'd have raised mail. I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, what's the point of a point? Yeah, I, I would have brought that exact point up. I'm like, what's the point of having making me pay for an appointment at this set time if you're not going to see me at this set time? I, yeah, I, I, I was, I, I was mad. So, oh, oh yeah, I'd have, 
I'd have raised some hell. You too nice. Uh, I, and on that note, uh, thank you all for joining us. And TJ, what do we do here at the Prime, my friend? We blocked James Harden's shot. Shout out to Derrick <laughs> Jones Jr. For, get, for for basically coming up with a game ceiling block on James Harden for the Bulls to beat the Philly uh, for, to beat the 76ers tonight. First Yo. time, first time beating them in back-to-back wins since 2017. It's been six years since we've beaten Philly in back-to-back games. And then we play them again on Wednesday. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we bring the heat here at Prime Sports World. Y'all have a good night. Stay safe. Uh, Izzy is doing the college basketball show tomorrow where he can talk about everybody's brackets being busted, including mine and TJ's. So. <laughs> Terrible. Just, just, yeah. just Like, you know what? I, I, I think one of these years I'm, I am not going to do the tournament challenge that ESPN does because – no one's gonna win that fifty thousand dollars, and no one's gonna no one's gonna win that car that they also enter you in. It's like that's that's how they lure people in, right? You can, my, uh, my my cat did prick Fairly Dickinson to beat Purdue, so shout out to my cat. <laughs> shout out uh, to I'll, Faith. I'll, I'll, I'll see right. you later, brother. Have a good night. See you. <laughs>